Loaded Bases, episode 15. The MLB is in the Divisional Series right now. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm not much of a Yankees fan, but those boys can hit. The Cubs are out. Uh, The Marlins kind of ruined that one. But so I think it's possible that I can actually say I'm low-key a Marlins fan. So back in 2018, I was actually a Miami Marlins season ticket holder. So considering that, I really want the Marlins to go all the way through. Marlins are my pick for the National League. I'm sorry, but the Yankees are my pick for the American League. So today's episode, we got a local Northwest guy on the podcast. He's very in-depth with all the player development side of the sport and to me player development is one of the fundamental keys to success in the game of baseball he is an author he's a mentor and all around he's a great person so here we go loaded bases of andrew harris here how's it going oh it's going great how are you not bad just trying to have fun on a Monday. Hey, it's a good day to good day to be on the mic. So, what is your your job title? What do you do? Yeah, it's a great question. I think I have multiple. So, <laughs> um, you know, for you know, for podcasting and, and things like that, I um, I'm the co-host of the Mind Leash Performance Podcast, all about mental performance, mental skills, um, and then also I do mental performance work as well, uh, working with Wenatchee Valley College and um, some college basketball referees and then uh, a few individuals here and there, but um, just trying to expand that right now. I'm going yep. back to school to get my uh, master's in, in sports psychology, uh, which has been a lot of fun um, doing that so far. And uh, you know, I started with Brian Kane's NPM program and um, that got me started, helped out uh, has uh, been great for me. And then um, decided to go back to school and do that as well. And, on a on a non mental performance side of thing, non baseball side of things, I teach K five PE as well over in Quincy, Washington. So, K five, oh yeah. Say so my wife is actually going back to school to be a uh, elementary school teacher. Good luck, good luck to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, pretty fun. Is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, she's excited for it. That's awesome. So during quarantine, uh, have you been pretty productive? Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a good question. I I think, I think what is hard during quarantine is that you get, get in this kind of funk and this stuckness. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what I've really tried to do is to, what I like to do is write down my most important tasks at night. And that allows me to, to stay focused and be able to get things done the next day because I just cross them off the list. Not saying I do that every day. There's going to be bad days. You're not going to be, you're not going to be super productive every day, but um, what I've been able to do is, is use that most important task list to really jump on things and get things done. And we still had requirements for work and stuff like yeah. that. So we'd make sure to get those requirements done. But as I showed you off air, uh, John and I would schedule out our weeks so that yeah. we would have things ready to go for our podcast. I would schedule things out. I was building a deck during that time. So I would schedule that out as well. Um, and then scheduling out any kind of mental performance work. Um, that John and I have been doing on the side as well. So it's been, it's been fun. Um, we've been pretty productive. I would say that we've done a pretty good job of staying productive. Uh, not perfect, but it's never about perfection. It's just about progress. So that's kind of what we've been working towards. Nice. 
So what got you into uh, doing the mental side of baseball? Yeah, it's a fun story. I'll give you kind of the short version so you don't have to hear the whole long one. But because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you were, uh, grew up under the archers in the baseball yes. world. So, oh, yeah. um, and I, I coached against uh, Mike Archer and uh, never got to say I got to beat him. We, we lost three to one once and I got close, but we didn't, we never got, <laughs> never got to say I beat him. But um, so anyways, we played in that league, in that CWAC league. And uh, my first year we had a really talented roster. I would say we had a top, I've said top four, probably top eight in state type roster. Mm. We were pretty good, pretty talented. Um, but we never got over the hump and we, we lost in the first round to be afraid of four to two. Um, and our season was over and it was just shocking to me. And yeah. I, I, I kept going back at first I was blaming, you know, blaming our athletes. I was like, what are you doing? And then I looked and had to look internally and realize like, no, like you didn't give them the tools that they needed. Yeah. And the tools that they really needed were the mental tools. They had all the physical talent, but they didn't have the mental talent. Baseball is all metal. It all is, metal. man. It's so big. And so they they hadn't they hadn't developed that those mental skills, and I had I didn't teach them any of it. So why would they have them? Yeah. And so so for me, going back and and looking at it and and realizing that I didn't give them those tools, I really started to break down and and look into what the mental side of the game really entails, and that really started my search and my journey and uh, dove full into Brian Kane, learned about him from Pat Bailey, the uh, assistant coach over at Oregon state and dove head first. And then uh, actually went down and met Brian uh, a couple of years ago and uh, did his NPM program. And, and that's kind of where I took off. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm going back to school, meeting tons of practitioners in the, the mental side of the game, which has been a blast. And I'm uh, just trying to learn and grow and get better. And, uh, John Gold, my partner in podcasting, is, has been a big help in that as well. So that's kind of my, my quick yeah. snapshot, but that's kind of how I got started in the mental game. So why baseball? I'm saying because you, you mentioned that you also helped, uh, I guess, in basketball as well. Um, but why baseball? I think, I think for me, um, it's really been just a, a labor of love for my whole life. Like I, I, my dad played baseball growing up. He got looked at to play college baseball over at Wazoo. Chose to marry my mom, which I'm glad he chose that because then I got to be born. So yep. um, it was it was a good choice. But uh, so he was a pretty good baseball player, and he taught us baseball growing up. I loved the game, played it fairly well growing up. Um, you know, got looked at to play in college, never decided to. Don't know if I would have made it, but I I wish I would have tried. Yeah. Uh, one of, one of those that you look back on and go, oh, I wish I would have tried it. But that's kind of where my love for baseball comes from. And then getting mm-hmm. to coach for four years was really just the icing on the cake. It really just helped me dive right into it again and uh, absolutely love coaching young men. It's a, it's a blast. Um, you learn so much and really they teach you just as much as you teach them. And uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of the why of why baseball. Is this your dream job? I guess yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely do. I think, uh, by the way, my wife would, would laugh at me cause I always cut her off in conversation. So she, <laughs> she, she harps on me about that. So but. does mine. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, um, you know what, what I'd love to do is to work as a mental skills practitioner within major league baseball. I think that would be a blast. It's one of the reasons I'm going back to get my master's. Um, you know, there's, there's just this, this piece about the mind that, there's so much that's untapped in there that we have started to learn and started to grow in, but that 
we have the opportunity to really help people. And that's really what I'm about. Like my, my why is to encourage and empower next generation of leaders and to have a purposeful impact on everyone I come into contact with. That's what I have written mm-hmm. down. That's what I, that's what I'm about. And so the game of baseball just would be that opportunity to be able to do that and to be there for, you know, the athletes that I'm working with and to help be a voice, you know, when they need them yeah. and to just be there and to, to help and to encourage and to empower. And so, um, you know, the, just the untapped potential of people's minds. I think there's, there's a reason that people are in professional baseball, right? They, they've have enough skills to get there mentally, but I think there's even more so that can be done. And, and I think, uh, the people that really dive into the mind have a better chance to have a long career or to, to have success. I guess success is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going off on a little tangent, but I think success is, success is different for each person. So, yeah. you know, success for one person might be being the best player in the major leagues. And the next person might be getting to the major leagues and staying in the major leagues. That's success yeah, like for a long Ex- career. Exactly. Success for someone else might be just getting to the show or success for someone else is getting to play baseball in the minor leagues for the rest of their life. Like yeah. success can be different for each person. And I just want to help build that success for them and help them, you know, create the success that they want. What do you have for your uh, college degree before your master's? Like, how did you choose that? Yeah. So uh, I actually have my master's in teaching and education, which I think will help um, in my career as well. Uh, Just with understanding how to talk with people, how to communicate, how to understand people, Uh, you know, teaching K5 PE, you really Mm -hmm. learn how to, listen to each kid and to understand where they're at and different things. So, um, so that has helped me and prepared me. And then I'm, I'm getting my master's through Capella university online. And then, uh, I'm going to go for uh, getting a CMPC certification as well. What is your goal with your master's sports psych? Yeah. So for me, it's just to learn and grow and to okay. get better. So I, I have some, a knowledge base, you know, Brian Kane's NPM certification is fantastic. And I, I, I love going through it and I absolutely loved going through it, but I wanted to get dive really deep into the science of it and the, mm-hmm. understand the why and the purpose and what, you know, what is, why, why does, why do athletes need to be confident in order to succeed or do they need to be confident in order to succeed, which in reality, they, they don't have to be, but you know, I feel in baseball, like, you do. Yeah, like- well, it's it's interesting. Uh, and this is just a thought that I've had for a little while, but talking with some mental skills coaches. I want to hear that. Yeah, is that, is that, does confidence help? Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, yeah. it does. But can you be confident and not have what you would call success in the outcome of the game? In baseball, yeah. for sure. For sure. And could you not be confident and get a bloop single and have what you would call success? Or could you, could you not feel confident and rope a double off the wall? You could. Yeah. So, so I think there's, I think there's a little bit of like a, yes, it's important and, and we want to cultivate it and we want to help them feel confident, but there, there's also this, if you're always leaning onto a feeling and you need this feeling to, to, to get yourself there. I guess if you like rely on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. That makes yeah. Sense. So, so I think because, then it, then it gets more outcome-based and you start to look at like, oh, well, I, I'm 0 for 3. I need to get a hit this time. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than, and if I'm 3 for 3, then I feel good. 
Whereas can we just be consistent each time we go up to bat and try to be consistent in our routine and consistent in our process and we're consistent in our routine and process, then we're able to have that, I wouldn't call it necessarily confidence, but we're able to have that, that feeling of, hey, I, I'm prepared for this moment. And, and that allows you to be prepared in that moment, regardless of the outcome of what's happened throughout the game. Well, I mean, like for a game that if you go three for 10, you're doing amazing. Exactly. I mean, you got to prepare, you got to prepare to fail. Yeah. Well, and, and just prepare to overcome failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And also to understand that, that what is failure and what is success? I think we get so caught up in, in these titles of success means this failure means this. Well, if I, if I lined out three times in a game, you know, this is kind of coming from Steve Springer, but if I lined out three times in a game, was I successful? Yeah. I think so. I think so. I was successful, but, but that's over three in the box score. And yeah, so you gotta, you have to reframe what success looks like. And I think you have to do that in your life as well. You have to reframe and, and understand that success is going to look different at different times. You know, I like for me, I'll just give you a quick story is yeah, that I, I coached for four years and I decided to step down from baseball because I wanted to be successful in my family life. Mm-hmm. So for a little while, because where we were at in our family, I needed to be home. You know, our son was young and my wife was doing all the work and I was basically out coaching baseball all the time. So I stepped down. Now that looks like not successful in baseball, but in reality, am I successful in life? Yes. yes. Like I'm making the right choices. So I think there's, there's just this, we have to reframe, you know, what success looks like, what failure looks like and understand that there's, you know, there's different ways to go about it. It's really about getting into process thinking versus outcome thinking. Yeah, because there was this book that I read back in, uh, I'd say 2012. It was my junior year of high school, The Mental Game of Baseball. Oh, yeah. And that was my first time opening up a book that had to do with the mental side of baseball. And there was one chapter in there that when you are up to bat, don't think, I got to get a hit. I got to get a hit. It's, I will get a hit. And I, I can do this. And you change your mindset and positivity takes its course yeah well it's kind of i mean also i mean well there's more factors in that i mean like if a ball right down the middle i'm gonna hit it but it's i don't know it's more of like a mindset absolutely and you're talking about too that you know there's a guy on the mound that's trying to get you out yeah competition like you're not going to be successful every single time you go up to the to bat yeah but you need to but if you defeat yourself before you get up there then you're definitely not going to be successful so having a routine and a plan in place so you can be in the right frame of mind to be able to have a chance when you get up there Mm -hmm. and i think that's the biggest thing is giving yourself the chance to succeed by reframing and, and having yourself in the right mindset to be able to succeed and that's not always necessarily positive like uh Russell Wilson and Trevor Moad have talked about, you know, just getting back to neutral, getting back to just the facts and looking yeah. at the facts. And this is where I am and this is where we need to go to get to where I, I want to be. So, you know, maybe you are over for two and maybe you've, you've struggled to, to hit the curveball that day or something. So then you do need to look at the facts and realize, okay, I, I have struggled today. What can I do to change the outcome later and, and to, to give myself a better chance later? And so getting back into maybe even a neutral where sometimes being positive all the time is not actually the most 
beneficial thing to do because if I'm 0 for 2 and I'm struggling and I keep staying positive and ignoring the facts, then I might actually make myself struggle more. So I think we have to realize that sometimes it is good to be positive and have those positive thoughts, but it's also sometimes good to have those neutral thoughts and just to get into the facts. So why I read that book, uh, I had a few bad games in a row and see, we played against a few of the lower Valley teams, which should not have done bad against. I picked up that book and then I read it and we played, uh, I think East Valley, like the very next day. And I told myself, like, I'm going to swing as hard as I can at the first pitch. I don't care where it's at. I'm going to swing as hard as I can. Boom. 450 feet gone. That mindset, it was just, I felt just because I felt mentally more tough and more structured, like within myself. And I knew what my goal was. Well, and I would say that you got yourself going from a passive mindset that you might've been on into an aggressive mindset where I'm going to attack. And I think that, yeah. that helps. Yeah. I got told uh, by Mike Archer after the game that, <laughs> that he would have sat me <laughs> if I didn't do well that game. It was, it was kind of funny, but that's a tough guy to have as a coach. Hey, buddy, he gets results, and I think he, you know, he, he definitely has his, uh, his way about him, the way that he coaches. But he, uh, I'm, I'm sure he loves his players, and he cares about you guys, and, and uh, he also knows how to, how to win. Yeah. Sure. So how do you like working with the guys up at uh, Wenatchee? That's a blast, man. I, I've only been there a little bit, and so I don't want to you know, go into it too much. But I, I've, I have uh, been able to you know, talk with them on uh, – see, I – I think I talked three different times and, and was able to really connect with them. The last time I was there, I was able to talk to them while they were going through a, a simulated game. Mm. And that was really fun because I got to understand, okay, why do you think the way that you think when you're up at, up at bat? Yeah. And, and really understand, because I think when you go into programs, and this is something that I need to do a better job of, is one thing that if I was to go back to Wenatchee again, which I, I will in the fall, but is to not just go in and feed information to guys, because I think that that's, that, and that's what I did initially was just go in and feed information. Yeah. You really need to go in and start asking questions. Yeah. Because when you ask questions, you start to understand, okay, this is what you feel. This is what you think. This is what you are about. Rather than going in and saying, here's all this information, maybe something sticks. You know, it's, it, it, it's not the most beneficial to just give a bunch of information, a bunch of knowledge. It's more yeah. beneficial to understand where they're coming from and then start to say, okay, well, if you're struggling with this, then let's try this. Let's see if this works for you. Um, and so it's been fun. It's, it's been a really cool journey. They've allowed me to come in and uh, you know, I thank Zach a lot just to let me come in and, and work with their players. And um, you know, I'd, I'd like to expand that role a little bit this fall, but uh, we'll see, you know, kind of how, how Zach wants to run it. But that's, that's a, that's a lot of fun. You know, getting the opportunity to be a part of a program is really cool and um, just awesome that he let me be a part of it and learn and grow and get better and uh, teach the mental game, which is what I'm passionate about doing. Yeah. They have a, they have a great program, beautiful field, beautiful yeah. backdrop. And I, and I miss that field. Yeah. It's a, it's man. It's a fantastic place to go to go to work and go to battle for sure. Oh yeah. Cause they just built that new, uh, I guess the hitting complex. Yeah, they have. Yep, they have a new new area where they can go hit, and 
I think they, I, I haven't been inside of it yet though. I just worked out on the field with them, but, mm-hmm. um, and in the classroom once, but I haven't been into their new complex yet. I, I'm going to have to talk to Zach and see if I can get in there. So yeah, cause that, I think that got put up the year after I left Wenatchee. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, no, cause we, we had to drive to downtown Wenatchee to go hit instead of just walking from the dorms. Yeah. That's not, that's not as fun. <laughs> no. So what advice would you give the listeners who want to get more into the, the mental side of baseball? Yeah. You know, that's always a fun question. I think, I think for me, uh, what I would say is just to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think, I think where you can start, you know, the late great Ken Revisa um, is always a great place to start with heads up baseball and heads up baseball 2.0 that he wrote with Dr. Tom Hansen. And I think those are great places to start because they give you some tools um, and some practical ways to implement the mental game into your life. He talks about your why he talks about things like that. And then just, excuse me, just start reading, just start Mm -hmm. diving in. I I think too, if you're a coach out there listening, it's, it's not about trying to do everything. Yeah. It's trying to implement one thing or two things, maybe even three things into your practice plan and, and realize that you can put the mental game into anything. So when you're going about practice, you're thinking, man, I got to add the mental game. No, like when you're, when you're doing batting practice, uh, BP, rotations just throw down a a green plate and a red plate and have them practice their routines walking up to the plate if they've you know gotten to a red light which we didn't get into this very much today but if they got into a red light or they're in a place where they're they're kind of freaking out a little bit teach them about how to come back from that you know that's in heads up baseball and heads of baseball 2.0 how to come back from that they put a green plate down and then they can come over and if they're feeling good then they walk up to the plate with confidence and they they you know have big body language and they have their focus in the right place and they have good self-talk and they walk over the plate and they go through their routine because in reality with BP, like the best coaches out there aren't letting you sit around during BP, but there are some that still do. And I think for, if you want to have a great BP session, add in the mental game, add in some routines, add in some things where they get to go to different spots and practice their routines because if you don't practice it on a day-to-day basis, you're not going to be able to do it during the game. Yeah. You know, when pressure hits, there's no way you're going to be able to perform it if you've never practiced it. Yeah. So make sure that you're practicing it. Awesome. Here, actually let's, let's get on that. Let's talk about the red light, green light. Sure. Aspect. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a thing called signal light. So if you look at it, it's like green, you're good to go. Everything's feeling great you're happy, you, you, you feel good, you feel confident, you're ready to go up there and attack. Yellow, you're starting to get a little cautious. Maybe, you, maybe the umpire made a bad call and it's starting to affect you a little bit. Maybe you swung at a pitch right down the middle and you fouled it off instead of crushing it and you're starting to get in your head a little bit. And so that's mm-hmm. where you get into that yellow light frame of mind. Um, and then red lights is where you're, you know, it's a, it's a full stop. You know, just like you come to red light, you need to stop. Yeah. Uh, and you need to take a deep breath on a focal point do a physical action. I, I, I like to squeeze my wrist and let it go, or you can hit your side. Um, you know, uh, judge like Aaron judge likes to pick up dirt and toss it aside. Um, you know, some kind of physical action. Um, and then you get back into a positive thought image or feeling. So, and I, what I like to do is, is have a positive thought, um, like let's go or rip it or, you know, something kind of simple that allows me to get back into that present moment. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of the green, yellow, red, 
And then that's the recognize, release, refocus routine that I just went through that mm-hmm. allows you to get back into that present moment. Cause really what it's about in the mental game is being in the present moment. How often yeah. can you be in that present moment? You know, think about your life in general. How often during the day are you not in the present moment where your feet are? I think with, you know, talking about with phones and different things that we have nowadays, like I, sometimes I'm in the same room as my wife, but I'm texting the whole time and I'm not really present with her. So how often can you be present? And so that's really what it's about. The mental game is getting ourselves back to that present moment so that we're able to focus and we're able to be where our feet are and be able to compete in that moment. So here's a little story on that one. When I go to a major league baseball game, and when they do the national anthem, that is my time to just self-centered, think, breathe. And I am at one of my favorite places on the planet. And like I take it all in. That is one of the most special places to me. Well, honestly, start adding that to your life. Like think about think about when can you have a national anthem moment. Yeah throughout each day right you yeah. know it doesn't take much to have a national at the moment i mean it's not a very long song so yeah have a you know you could do that each day have a have a national anthem moment that helps you to get back to present and and be in that present moment because i don't think it's bad to plan we need to plan right? yeah we need to have time management we need to plan for the future those things are important but once you plan for the future then start to attack your day because mm-hmm. once you've planned now it's all about attacking the day because if you don't attack the day then in the future you're not going to be where you want to be so you have to be able to attack the day and then attack the next day and then attack the next day. And eventually you're going to be where you have those goals set up for the future. Every day is a new day. Just got to kick its ass. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on. And it's been fun to have a conversation. I always love talking mental skills and, oh, yeah. and uh, baseball and anything. You know, it's fun to talk with a CWAC guy as well. So oh, yeah. um, even though we never got to beat you guys, I'm, I'll, uh, I'll still talk to you a little <laughs> bit. So, Big thank you to Andrew Harris. So go check out their podcast, The Mind Leads Performance. Dives deep into the brain and strategy of young athletes, and most important, the player development side of the sport. As always, huge thank you to Routine Baseball for many of the apparel I wear throughout the episodes. Routine Baseball has got me covered. They started out of a basement producing tees, and now they are shipping apparel and accessories across the globe. And if you guys don't know, uh, Loaded Bases and one of my good buddies, Sean Vergara, we are doing a fundraiser for the YWCA. 100% of the proceeds go straight direct to the charity. And then the way that we are raising the money is that every $5 donation you get one entry, and then for $20, you get five entries into the drawing. And the winner, they will work directly with myself and Sean, and in whatever shoe, blank canvas you would like, I will buy it for you. And then you go to Sean Vergara, who is an amazing artist, and you'll work directly with him to design a shoe of your choice. So please share that. Tell everyone about it. I will put the link to the GoFundMe at the end of this. That is it. Have a great week. And go Cubs. There's always next year.